dog humans welcome to the m-word mini podcast brought to you by martin that's me and matt that's him hello people welcome back we have lots of guests on the line today first of all we're joined by katie who have only been met today virtually and online so katie i'll make a formal introduction in a minute but thank you for joining us roger roger Likewise, we've had a couple of texts. I know Christian mentioned your name at the very outset when you'd reached out to him, an ultra-athlete yourself. I think, again, it's interesting having gone through the experience Christian's now going through. You can provide some great insight now. So, again, thank you for joining us. And obviously, we're joined by Christian as well, who's finished his 10th marathon in a row, as you do, and is just heading home now. So, thanks again, Chris. We know your time's super precious, so we appreciate it. No problem. So, so, so first of all, just to start, there was a little bit of change of intro music there. That's actually uh, uh, a song called uh, Wrong Side of the Dirt. It's actually by a local, uh, Isle of Man based, when I say local duo, uh, Jules Verne Theory. And that, 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 obviously, having listened to it, if you heard it there, it, it was kind of a very Western feel music to it. And when you listen to it, you think about going to a gun, a gun, a gun show and then, you know, a fight, and, and it kind of thought it quite represented uh, well what, what Chris is doing at the moment, because every day he's getting up and, and having a fight with his mind and his body. Uh, so that's a local guy, you'll find him on Spotify, uh, the Jules Verne, Verne Theory, and one of the guys involved, and it's heavily involved in the background, helping, helping the logistics of what's going on here. So on to things, I suppose first things first, Chris, day 10, you're driving back, how was it today? Over three and a half grand raise, which is in, a, in 12 hours, which is bonkers. Uh, but how, how how was the run today? How were you? Um, yeah, I, I had a bad day yesterday, uh, or bad last hour yesterday um, in the heat. Uh, so I was a bit a bit worried about today. Um, but and I was in new running trainers stuff like that. So there was a few things going on uh, mentally. But it, it went really quick today. Um, we actually just went north into a headwind to start, so we'd get. Bit, bit of uh, assistance on the way home, but yeah, really good group again. Um, didn't like I say, I think the biggest thing with me at the minute is just that really overcautious with injury. Um, so you know, fatigue and stuff I've obviously had experience with in the past. It's just that you know, you're just really sensitive to things. Um, so I've been changing different sides of the roads that I'm running on, you know, trying to alternate it because it's different camber stuff like that. Uh, but uh, I had a really good sleep last night, um, which I needed. Um, I was very drained, probably from the heat yesterday. So today, first half went quite relatively quick, to be honest. I mean, yeah, I think I've just got to accept the last 10k gets a bit gets a bit grim. Uh, it's not pretty, but um, you know, I'm, I'm keeping my heart rate low. Um, I have done since the start of this challenge, and that's um, Katie gave me advice. You know. I, it's, kind of pointless looking at the watch because I, I've never done done this before so I've got there's no comparison um, but I just know you know breathing eating drinking I've, I've done all that you know everything's going to plan yep. um, swelling in the ankles gone down um, you know thanks to Isla Scott so um, she's been helping me uh, sort that out that was my main issue because that can obviously affect my running style so yeah I've no comp- obviously I'm I'm tired, you know, my legs. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, I, it's the other stuff that uh, concerns me more than the, the actual physical side. Yeah, I think it's four, probably four days, isn't it? Now you've been kind of managing that ankle, 
uh, that swell and obviously the blisters is enough ultimately nothing you can do about it other than patch them up and, and run so maybe just to bring katie in kate you, you chat to him early days you you in the uk when we were chatting earlier you work with athletes who do it well maybe you can describe it the 10 of 10 how, how you work with them and, and the kind of position that, that chris is in now yeah sure so um i'm involved in the the really 10 and 10 which is where annually a group of recreational runners complete 10 marathons over 10 consecutive days uh, running around like Windermere. So quite a tough road-based course um, that has limitations because it's over 1,700 foot of elevation. Uh, and also it's going around the same route. So psychologically not being able to change route is a bit of a factor, but also it means that they can't change the sort of running direction it's always anti-clockwise and it's always on the same sort of ugly camber of the road so it's great that christian's got the possibility at times to be able to move over to prevent some of the repetitive types of injuries because i'm sort of i'm lead uh, therapist at that event um and i also research it along the way so i know the types of injuries the runners get and also that uh, about sort of two-thirds of those injuries are often sustained to the left side of the body so you talk about the left ankle hip knee thigh um which is all due to that camber that they always run on anti-clockwise so again with christian being able to chop and change where safe and possible to do so it will hopefully um balance out the the body and the stresses that go through left versus right a little bit more that's really interesting actually because that's such a fine bit of detail that you know just again as an observer of the event you you wouldn't think about you mm. presume i know roger you're, you're an ultra athlete yourself you've done the 10 for 10 is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably 50 times. Uh, how, how you, you know, Christian's now 10 in and, and in, that, in that area. Is that, that something that, that Katie talks about there that you can relate to that, that, that also that change is, is helpful for him? Yeah, I, I think although it's like consecutive day marathons, that the theme is the same. I, I think Christian's in a really lucky position where he can, like we say, uh, doctor his challenge accordingly. He can pick different routes. Um, he can he can do certain things to try and avoid the injuries that you may get by like Katie said running the same way around the same course each day um, and you know he, he's he's got certain things in his armor where he can change that I know when I spoke to him early days as well he was picking he likes he's a big fan of going into a headwind at the start to get pushed home and stuff um, and it's brilliant the fact he, you know over here yeah, you've got a lot of scenery to look at as well. You know, we, we all know the roads over here, but when you're in Windermere running the same course every day, it's beautiful. But after about six days, you know every corner, you yeah. know every outfit. Um, Christian, again, has got the benefit of just to take your mind off it and just that thousand mile stare and just go on different courses each day just to, just to try and give him, you know, a bit of a mixture. Yeah, yeah. And the psychological effects, I know, I know Kate, you've been following, I suppose, from a distance being in the UK. I guess runners are going through these phases and uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe Chris at this moment in time, you, you touched on there, you, you obviously still remain, main, main and positive, I guess, still taking things day by day. Uh, yeah, not even day by day, to be honest, probably even hour by hour. Um, mm -hmm. What I found with this challenge is it's, it's not, it's not just the kind of the, the, the moving time you're running. It's the, you know, the, there's a lot to do before each run um, and a lot to do after um, to put yourself in the best position possible, you know, the next day. Um, so I was already doing a lot of time consuming stuff, but then obviously when the swelling came, that, that added the whole ice on the foot kind of in as well. And then obviously taping that ankle up. So 
that <laughs> that kind of there was another bit of time. So just um, yeah, I, I think just uh, the actual routine of everything now is starting to kind of become normal. Um, I'm obviously going to get more fatigued as this goes on. I'm not going to get you know any faster. I don't yeah. think I might have a, a I might have a you know. An, a, another bad day soon, like a really bad day, like I did yesterday, and then I might have a day where I feel a bit, bit more normal. Um, but yeah, kind of like you said, yeah, I, I kind of, I'm just glad. I, you know, obviously this has created a lot of kind of attention. Uh, this challenge, so I was very nervous the first couple of days, for even the first week, to be honest, because. You know, especially running, you, you just you never know what's going to happen with running and how your body's going to respond. So I, I'm actually more relaxed now than I was at the start of it. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, obviously with being tired. Um, I know, and obviously also because the, we've raised so much money, that just takes a bit of pressure off me. So, you know, you know if, if for whatever reason it did end now, it's, it's been a success. So that, yeah. for me... Um, being the overthinking type that I am, that that's really relaxed me. That, uh, um, so I kind of feel feel quite chill now, believe it or not. Um, I've kind of got kind of almost start to feel a bit. Well, it's like anything, isn't it? Repetition, repetition. You, I've kind of adjusted to the daily routine of what we do. Yeah. Um, and if it kind of pain side is I, I this luckily as well i didn't mention the swelling has gone down as well um yeah. so i and, and the blisters have been dealt with so i mean i think now i'm over that as well I, I, i'm actually starting to well not enjoy it but i mean that, that was obviously very stressful for me because you know potentially that could have been game over so yeah yeah um but it was very daunting today actually because when I hit the half marathon mark today, that was the official halfway point of the whole challenge. <laughs> Which when this the first, I've tried not to think of you know the you know too far ahead, but obviously that that did register with me like oh god you know you got got to do all this again. Um, but yeah, just take each day as it comes, and yeah. I mean drinking wise, and you know it's not just like a one day event. You're actually eating and drinking. For, for the, you know, for the next few days as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't do any more on that side. And the support's been just unbelievable. Like the, yeah. So that, that look, looking at those, like that phase, and maybe Roger, where you've obviously done these extreme events. Do you see the, do you see the pattern from watching Christian of these phases of, because of, of, you know, the first few days where it's kind of there's these dips that kind of come from nowhere because you're kind of being on a high that maybe those dips are even worse from a mental perspective. Yeah, I, I think when I uh, when I did the 10 round Windermere, I was, I think, the only person in my year that did it that had never actually run the Windermere Marathon before starting the event. I, well, I'd only actually run one marathon in total before the event. And the first day, I was scared to death because I didn't know that they said it was undulating, that it was really hilly. Um, <laughs> and it, it just... I was really shocked. And I remember coming home being really worried about what, like you say, with injuries, you know, I knew I had a 10 day frame and I just thought, you know, what day am I going to have a problem? You know, and if it's early, then I've got a real problem. And um, I just remember exactly like Christian said, then I, I got to the point where your daily routine became 
just your daily routine. It was great. You got up, you ate, you did this, you got your trainers, you went to the start line, you ran. And, and the running bit, it didn't, it didn't become easy. But like Christian said, you started to enjoy it because it wasn't the easy part, but it, it was difficult to do all your maintenance stuff afterwards and your time consuming stuff when you were tired. Yeah. And, and I've always likened it to Christian, just like the parish walk. To me, it's the parish walk all over. And you go on that parish walk and it's like a roller coaster of emotions. And the further you are around that course, the bigger the dips are, the bigger the highs are. And I, I, I don't know, Christian, he said it's me the other day um, about how you can get quite emotional sometimes. I ran past a little kid at the end of his drive and we, I, I had no support runners for our event. So mine was, again, the opposite of Christian's. Mine was like a bit of a battle with your head because you had no one to run with. But I ran past some kid at the end of his drive and he clapped me. And I think I burst into tears about 50, 50 yards down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but then when you had a bad moment, you know, you were on your own. You just had to sort of see it through. Very similar to the parish wall. You knew for every dip there was a high coming. You just had to ride it out until that high came back. And the longer you went on, the smaller the detail had to be to give you that high. You know, at the start, it might be a group of people saying, well done. At the end, it might just be some guy winking at you as you, as you run past him. You know, uh -huh. but it needed something to pick you back up but yeah I, I got into it I enjoyed it I got to 10 and if I'm honest I, I loved that routine that we were doing and I, I'd like to have carried on if you could have done but I, I totally get where he's at where your routine is is, is your structure now and from a psychological point okay how do you I mean how do you talk to athletes about trying to trying to manage it because I guess it is important to try and flatten that as much as possible so there's not too many highs and too many lows how do you how do you try and manage that in situations like this well, it, it's difficult. You know that they are going to experience all of those different things at all sorts of different times that cannot be predicted uh, at all. But I think, as Roger said as well, routine is really important, not just for controlling things physically in terms of their preparation and their recovery, but also as a form of distraction so that in the morning before they start the run, um, rather than worry about having to run another marathon quite so much it's a focus of instead right now's the time that I go on the spin bike and I start to do a little bit of a gentle warm-up now's the time that I focus on right I'm going to do my foam roll and my stretching my mobility exercises now's the time that I'm going to start to apply a little bit of taping now I'm out of the door right I'm I'm there I've started I've started yeah. so I'm, I'm going to finish it um, and again at the other side of it as well it's just running through that whole routine to try and sort of maintain some of those psychological uh, emotions that they experience otherwise there are strategies that can be used uh, both out there in the run and also afterwards as well so um, sometimes negative thought stopping is quite a useful strategy because obviously runners out there they will experience problems in distress wondering if they've got niggles is that a sign of an injury and even having just an elastic band on their wrist and snapping it against their skin can be used as a form of negative thought stopping so as soon as you snap that elastic band against your, uh, your skin try and think of something else so it might be for Christian here to try and think of one person that he's doing it for. And each time there's a little bit of a niggle uh, and a bit of a worry in his head, snap that elastic band and try and think of somebody else. Who am I doing this for? What's the focus of it? And it's just another form of some distraction that could be maybe useful. Yeah. I'll bring a band out tomorrow, Chris. <laughs> uh, I think <laughs> I think he's still on the line. So as we go in into... <laughs> go on, Chris. No, no, yeah, I'm here, yeah. Sorry, just um, signal it back if, if you lost me, but yeah, I'm good. Yeah, so uh, as we're going, I, I, 
I mean, the second week or 10 days in, I don't think it's the important thing right now. It's we're going into a, a, I guess, a, 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 and well, every bit of phase as, as we're moving on here, if you're giving advice, but this question to both, both Kate and uh, Roger, what advice at this phase would you, would you give to Chris? And I think uh, it's important as well, I suppose, to support because there's a big support crew around him that, that are helping in this, in this process. And I, sort of an, as an observer, I feel like that responsibility is ramping up for them. To, to help Chris as much as possible as well? Um, from my perspective, it would be to really kind of try and nail down a, a very sort of structured routine to try and make everything as clear as possible as to how the day runs so that there's not maybe quite so much variety in it, uh, but to keep things, like I said, a bit more organised. Otherwise, um, you know, with Christian getting home quite late, it, it puts a bit more pressure on in terms of the, the recovery and trying to get a, a good night's sleep. So if they can maybe have uh, a start time in the morning, which is kept pretty much the same, uh, Christian's got a nice sort of tight, organized routine before he goes out. So he knows he spends pretty much, you know, 20 minutes maybe on a bike, 30, 40 minutes phone rolling, um, a bit of mobility exercises, like I said, back on the strap and the taping, um, all the time taking on his hydration or ideally so trying to limit some of that travel uh, pre and post run so he, he's not sort of sat in a, a car yeah. um, especially after the run as well because that's it's such valuable recovery time as soon as that marathon stops ideally that is the key focus of not just the nutritional side of the recovery but the physical as well trying to get to get him again back on a bike low intensity active cool down um, stretching foam rolling get the nutrition in uh, and then plenty of rest in the evening time as well yeah yeah okay and from your perspective roger yeah no i i just think in this sort of next phase talking about now um I'm trying to think how to put this. Like the support he's getting is fantastic. To be honest, I haven't been down yet. I was planning on coming down when it went quiet in the middle section, which is clearly not happening. <laughs> it's just getting bigger and bigger, which, which is brilliant. And I just think, um, from like an onlooker's point of view, and what he's doing, what I know is, it's just for Christian just to remember that it's like, or, or for everyone to remember that this is like Christian's challenge. So from that perspective, again, like back to the parish walk. You know, some people, a lot of people will say, oh, I bet it's you're walking out, like heading back towards the finish. On your best place to turn up and tell you a little joke. And sometimes that's the last bit. There may be times in this next phase where Christian might just want to, might just want to chat for a bit, might just want to run on his own, very similar to in the parish. And I just think everyone that comes along, it's fantastic. And I just think just let Christian do his thing. It's, it's his pace. Um, you know, if you visually think he looks like he's struggling a little bit, maybe don't open a big conversation about, you know, the last 24 hours or something like that. If he wants to speak, keep him speaking. If he goes quiet, just let him go quiet. Because I always think when you do these things, you're like a lot of pressure when people come down to, to talk to them and to answer their questions because they're supporting you. And it's a brilliant thing what they're doing to come down and see you. Um, but I think they will all understand that he's got a job to do and he has to focus on being out there the next day and everything he can do to put in place to make sure that is what everybody wants as like a group pulling together. Yeah. So just to, like Kate said, keep that focus on what he's doing, stick with his routine and just, like I said, the support's fantastic. 
Um, but it, like you say, he's just got to, I, I, I don't, I, I feel that I wouldn't personally be upset if Christian didn't reply to one of my messages for three days. I think I'd understand fully why he hadn't replied and where he was at. And he's a bit too nice for that. I think, he, yeah. you know, it's a good trait to have. But yeah, it's don't be offended if he's quiet when you turn up because there will be a lot of dips, you know, and, you know, the questions that you may be getting asked, he may have answered already about 15 times that day, you know, yeah, so yeah. just no. allow him to do his thing, enjoy being with him, enjoy watching him, you know, and, and, and just let him do his thing. And Chris, you're still there? I know the signal's not wonderful. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm good, yeah. yeah. How did yeah. you, you know, just listening to the guys there who, you know, you're, you're, certainly Roger's been, been in that boat that you're in now, uh, that kind of ring, ring true with, with how you're feeling? Yeah, um, yeah, the last two days, to be honest, um, especially yesterday, like when I finished, you know, regardless of the relationship I had with the people that were at the finish, you know, I, 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 I didn't want to speak to anyone. Um, and I, I pretty much just wanted to get in my car. And, and, and even today, when I did finish, there was quite a lot of people at the finish. And I, I did feel a bit bad, actually, that obviously they came out to support me and stuff. Um, but I just, you know, I had my protein shake in the car. And I, I just kind of, you know, pretty much just walked off and got in the car. And um, I went to my mum's because she just to pick up some food. So I, I think um, I am starting to go a bit more like that. Um mm. And I think I've, I have been fortunate. The support runners I've had, I think they know, you know, when I'm getting, you know, like today I got a little bit moody about, you know, keep it tight and, you know, so, and they, I think that luckily I've got, that, um, the guys I've got around me, um, I, I kind of, I think they know, you know, when I'm, yeah. when, when I, when I, you know, when I'm chatty, I'm obviously going through a good phase and when I, when I haven't spoke for a while, they can see and, I, and also the, they probably know my running style well enough to know when oh he's he's kinda, you know, he's zoning out a bit here. Yeah. Um so I have been lucky like that. Um the support has been fantastic and, you know, like I say I spoke to I spoke to Roger. He reached out to me I think just before I started it the whole thing. Um and, you know, it, again it kinda reaffirms that, you know, things like this can be done. Um you know, Roger said earlier on, you know, he'd only done one marathon before he started his challenge. You know, I've been doing endurance sport since I was a child. So, you know, it, it, it's kind of when you start actually researching into, you know, other people, you know, off island, you know, things like this can be done. And, you know, I know the other day when my foot was bad, someone said, suggested like, oh, could you have a rest day kind of thing? And, you know, that and I know they're doing it because they're generally concerned, but that for me at this stage, that's the last thing I want to be hearing because you know you get these negotiations going on in your head, you know. So I, I kind of need that bit of a, a talking to um, kind of thing. Um, but no, it's been a great so far. But yeah, I completely agree with uh, what they both said. I think moving into this week, um, going back to the driving thing, that has become. Um, and okay, he's not from the island, but today it was, you know, Peel to Laxey. I couldn't stick to the regular start time today because I had my daughter last night. Um, luckily, her mum's been supportive uh, throughout this challenge. But I think from now on, is, I'll probably try and start and finish as many of the runs as possible at, you know, the same time, literally from my house. Yeah, you know? yeah. but because that way, um, it has, you know, we spoke before about all the stuff you can do for recovery. 
um, you know, it just gets me home quicker and I can start focusing on, on the next day. Um, yeah. and, and it's been difficult as well because obviously the fund, we've been arranging people to, you know, come and flag me off and stuff. Um, and that was hard for me to get my head around because we were trying to plan a few days in advance. Yeah. And, and I, I struggled really kind of getting involved with that because for me, I, I couldn't look that far. Um, yeah. And even now, to be brutally honest with you, I've not even thought about tomorrow's run because I know as soon as I get in, there's, there's other stuff that I need to focus on um, rather than put me too much energy in what's yeah. happening tomorrow. Um, you talked about that, Katie, that, 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 then that focus of just focus on run, rehab, rest, and let the guys around you deal with everything else. And- yeah, it is. It's a, it's a full-time job. Um, in, the, in the 10 and 10, we call it the, at some point, some of the runners, they go into sort of a sheep mode uh, whereby mental capacity to think of things becomes so difficult because it's just so draining. So the more decisions and organization that can be taken off of the off Christian uh, for other people to organize for him so that he can literally just focus on himself and getting himself ready out there running and then recovering um, will, will, will massively, massively help. Even perhaps if they can help out with things like uh, trying to plan the, the run for him as well. Yeah. Whether Chris has got any particular input, then fair enough. But otherwise, if they can be designed from his door, then then great. Yeah. Something that you might want to think about with that is the amount of um, incline and decline that's coming into those as well. So I did speak to Christian Wife at the start of it and said, you know, early on, if you want to mix it up with flats and, and hills to begin with, then that's that's good for your body to prevent some of the repetitive things coming on. But now it sounds like he's perhaps at the point where his body's obviously quite fatigued. So the muscular system will start to struggle a bit. Now, when it comes to the hills of that, it will be hard work going up them, but it's the downhills that will start to create more potential problems just because your muscles act as the dynamic stabilizer to absorb the forces and to slow you down coming right the way down the hills. But if your muscles are too tired, then they won't be working as efficiently. So the joints will be taking a greater loading and that's where more injuries can start to come about with some of the, the hills. So it's perhaps something to think about with, with the runs coming up now. Yeah, okay. I think uh, what I was going to say was I think uh, this is that, that time where where it's not in your nature, Chris, but it's t- time to get selfish and uh, mm-hmm. ignore the people around basically other than, and, and, you know, and just, you know, and I'm sure everyone li- listening who, who knows you knows you're not like that, but, but it's that time because we're kind of in that, in that grim stage you talked about <laughs> seven days ago, uh, we're at that stage now. So I'm, I'm sure that's an important aspect for you going forward. Uh, if you're still there, Chris, tom- obviously tomorrow's another day with the plans to generally run locally to your area, which seems to be the thing. But I guess your job now is to go and do a bit of rehab. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, go back to the undulation point. I've kept most of them quite undulating because um, I find it does break up. But yeah, Katie was uh, exactly right. I'm actually running slower on the downhills than I am on the flat. Interesting. Um, and Because yeah, normally I'd relax and let myself go and, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd make up the time I'm losing going uphill on the downhill, but because obviously I'm trying to limit that impact um, and obviously the fear of injury, um, I've been going like super slow on the downhill. So um, like even today, you know, for the ones that know the route dipping down, you know, the uh, coast road into Ramsey, you know, that, that descent was too long, really. Um, yeah. It was too much descending. Um, but um, obviously we 
we arranged to start on Laxey. There's no real kind of flat route out of Laxey. Um, so we obviously wanted to get the Laxey wheel in, and uh, Peter Kenyon lives in Laxey, who's who's waving me off. So I think um, from that now on, you know, yeah, kind of um, yeah. keep it a bit more, maybe not uh, try and avoid them like longer descents. The hills are actually all right, but again, you know, massive difference between just a kind of a low incline and a, a real steep climb. Because um, if anything's going to go pop, it'll be on on a, on a steep on a you know um, hill. So yeah, I've just got a yeah kind of um, you know I, f- I feel all right. Like obviously I, I haven't been stopping much on my runs. The only time I stop is when I need need a wee or you know um, I don't even stop for for drink or food because I've you know I've I've kind of just had it uh, with the support crew. Um, so I've, you know, I, I haven't walked yet. So I, there's going to be like another, you know, com- completely different phase that's going to maybe hit me. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, just got to yeah. see see how it goes. But just got to keep uh, keep doing what I'm doing. I mean, yeah, it's just been, um, yeah. So in, in regard to keep doing what you're doing, I know t- just today alone. There was a right, certainly since I'm not sure we chatted just before you came on air with three and a half grand you raised uh, just in the last 12 hours. Uh, the words obviously spreading about what you're putting your mind and body through. So I don't know. And, and I would shout it out to, or we're giving a shout out to the, the physio guys up and running have been really good to you. But just, just, just generally, do you have a message for those people donating? Um, yeah, the people donating. I mean, like someone checked my phone today while we were running and I knew I checked this morning. I think it was like just under fourteen thousand, and someone told me, you know, during today's run, it's gone up to sixteen. And I mean, in terms of the donations, if if we'd hit a plateau with the donations, say the last forty-eight hours, you know, that that might affect my motivation. The fact that it's going up and up, you know, I, I'm I'm not stopping until I'm on my knees with this. So I think if that if that uh, you know amount does hit a kind of plateau, then you know it could affect me psychologically. Um, the way I look at it, you know, as long as there's money coming in, you know, I, I you know, this, you know, I will keep going until I, I, I physically, you know, I'm on my knees. So, um, yeah. You, <laughs> so yeah, the message is thank you very much to everyone because, let's be honest, the main reason I'm doing this is for people that have been affected financially, which what comes with that is some businesses that may have been donating are probably not in the best position too so the fact that it is more of a community thing there's normal people normal families kind of donating um it's just been yeah overwhelming and roger touched on it before the emotion side um you know i, I was crying when i got waved off at the grandstand yesterday luckily i had my shades on so no one would have <laughs> noticed but um I yeah just, just crying and I, I i found myself the last couple of nights just um just, just like reading some of the comments and stuff, and you know, it just, it, it's just been completely, completely. I would never have, you know, I've never had any experience like this before. You know, in competitive sport, never have I ever had any emotion with competitive sport, which Martin, I know you know about. Um, yeah. For me as well, you know, people that know me well, a few years ago, you know, my kind of my life wasn't really worth um, living, so to speak. So the fact that it's kind of gone, you know, such in, you know, to have such a positive impact um, and an influence on other people, 
because it's not just about the money coming in and the fund and the you know people receiving um you know helping them with bills and stuff i think um just the comments i've read about people getting out and becoming more active and you know helping people you know people's well-being just in general whether they're donating or not that's kind of that's a massive drive for me so um and and let's be honest even if i wasn't doing this challenge i'd be out running every day anyway because i i know i need to do it for my you know it's my medicine kind of thing yeah so the more people out there being active i mean that's another strong so it's not all about the money and um, watching that go up and there's other things kind of linked with this yeah Um, and making you know highly proud and stuff so i think yeah i I just while katie and roger are here you know roger went out of his way to get in touch with me I, i I don't know where I was. I was. I was. Un- I knew about some of Roger's other challenges, but I was unaware of uh, the ten out of ten at the time. So that was really kind of handy, actually, to speak to Roger. And that was something he, he didn't have to do. He got in touch, and then obviously Katie. I've never um, met Katie. Uh, she got involved, and you know, gave me a lot of tips. So just, just again, I, I think that kind of wraps up the whole challenge. Just people, people's support has just been unbelievable. Um, you know. Mm. Uh, from from up and running, giving me trainers to help with the stability, you know, to Isla Scott, you know, sort of help giving me equipment to sort out my swelling and stuff like that. Just just everything really. Um, it's been people dropping off food. It's just been unbelievable. So it's seventeen grand now. So we just uh, tipped up to a few more. So uh, I, this, you know, the guys joining us on the podcast now that you know that again. You're giving up time that you don't have to. It's arranged at short notice. So again, I thank you immensely for coming on. I think it's it's helpful for, for Chris to have some of this feedback and experience from you guys. I think it's good for the community to know what's going on in the background, which will only hope generate more, as Chris touches on, inspiration and donations, which are, which are so important. I think to get to a little bit of the boring side of things, uh, I know there's been loads of people like supporting, and that, that's absolutely amazing. And what we're trying to do is coordinate sport crews a little, a little bit more one. So there's no gatherings because that, that's very important at this time. So if you want to help, obviously the best thing you can do is donate. Uh, the second best thing you can do is, is contact. And it, we're going to, we're going to act as, as the middleman here. So contact the, the, the M word podcast through the Facebook page and say, look, I want to come and support. And uh, you know, if, if there's, we've got so much support, we almost don't need it, but do reach out. Because uh, what we want to do is limit the people around him when he's out running, because I think that's important for, for social for social distancing. So uh, I'd appreciate that's boring stuff, but it, but it is important to remember because uh, ultimately we're we're in we're, in, we're he's doing this because of the issues we're now facing as a as a society. Uh, hopefully, it's bringing the main community together. I feel I f- certainly feel like it is, and uh, yeah, I just appreciate everyone's time today. It's been a, it's been an interesting chat. Thank you. And, uh, good luck tomorrow, Chris. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. No um, yeah, right. Fantastic. Cheers for your uh, support, Roger and Katie, and you also, Martin. No worries. It's a word out from Martin. And word out from Martin.